time to nut up or shut up. <laughs> Sorry, just you in that chair. I think it would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Zion. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today, we're discussing Zombieland 2 Double Tap 2019, directed by Ruben Fletcher. Ruben Fletcher is... Best well known for being the director of the original Zombieland that came out 10 years ago in 2009. Uh, also, he was the director of the most recent Venom movie, 2018, with Tom Hardy. And he's also the director of 30 Minutes or Less, um, 2011. So he's kind of got uh, an amalgamation of different uh, movies under his belt. Some I like more than others. I think Zombieland probably has to be my favorite movie of his specifically. Um, The writers of this are being marketed as um, the writers of Deadpool. And it is Dave Callum um, on the screenplay and Rhett Reese as well as Paul Wernick. Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick, the last two guys I was talking about, were also um, heavily involved in Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2. Both of those guys were on the writing team there, as well as it looks like G.I. Joe Retaliation was uh, by both of those guys as well. So you can kind of see how these guys are kind of got an amalgamation of movies on their plate as well, some better than others. Um, looks like Deadpool would probably be my favorite movie that has come from these guys, um, Rhett Reese specifically, excuse me. Um, so let me see, let's, uh, talk about Zombieland 2. Let's do the synopsis real quick. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production, whether you have, uh, small business, or you have a new product, or you're trying to promote yourself, Elias Roush Media has digital media production to help you market your business properly. So here's the synopsis for Zombieland 2. Is it being marketed as Zombieland? It's not, it's not marketed as Zombieland 2. It's marketed as <clears throat> Zombieland Double Tap. Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies, fellow survivors, and the growing pains of the snarky makeshift family. Um, let me add that to the notes. Okay, so... I do have... Let me see... Alright... Zombieland Double Tap has the problem a lot of sequels have, uh, living up to something that was uh, regarded as relatively pretty good. 
Um, the original Zombieland in 2009 was on a $23 million budget, and it felt much more intimate in the way that it was uh, brought into, I don't know, theaters. I thought that it was focused much more on the, the Jesse Eisenberg character as uh, Columbus, and we cared more about the backstories of all of these characters generally as a whole, and I thought it weighed way more into the horror and the more dramatic um, aspects in, in it, and then it had the sprinkle of comedy and these rules that would pop up that were kind of made it more unique. And Zombieland 2009 came came out right when you know The Walking Dead and zombies were really becoming uh, at you know at their height or their centerfold. It was probably around 2010 when they started you know you know, going extreme, but I do remember Zombieland being one of the main movies that were uh, pretty popular back then during the zombie craze. And so, along with uh, Zombieland uh, Double Tap, this is going on a $42 million budget, essentially doubling the budget, um, and adding about 10 extra minutes to the movie. The the pros of this movie consist of the amazing cast that they they recruited in the original Zombieland. Um, we were bringing back... This is going to spoil the original Zombieland, so just a heads up. Um, so yeah, they're bringing back the amazing cast from uh, the original Zombieland. And we have Abigail Breslin back as uh, Little Rock... Emma Stone as Wichita, and Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee. We are also bringing... Well, I, I, I'll i just leave that right there. Um, so yeah, we are bringing this amazing cast. We know all of these people are fantastic uh, in front of you know the camera, and we've seen them all in fantastic things. Abigail Breslin, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, Emma Stone. We've seen her. You know, she was in La La Land. We've seen her Super Bad, Easy A. She's in The Favorite. She's in tons of The Help. She's in tons of good shit. Woody Harrelson. I mean, what can you say? I mean, True Detective. We have uh, uh, Natural Born Killers. Uh, you know, Zombie Land. I mean, we we have uh, an amalgamation of. Uh, stars that have been in really great pieces of work. And so just having all, all of that star power is really beneficial to this movie. Um, the special effects on the zombies, I think, look, once again, really good. I remember in the first Zombieland, it, they really focused on the grotesqueness of these uh, zombies. And once again, it's disgusting. And they, we also see a transformation of one um, being t someone being turned into a zombie is it, pretty just is, is gross. Um, the rules from the first movie, if you remember that he always had uh, uh, Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg's character, always had these certain rules he would live by that helped him stay alive. Um, some of them being, you know, more obvious than others. Uh, one of them is the title of the uh, movie Double Tap. Which is kind of ironic because it's kind of counter to what the movie is pushing. Um, let me see what else we have. Uh, okay, so 
That might do it for the pros section. I will say that I had some small laughs in this movie. Uh, I enjoyed the action. Um, it's kind of, it's not exactly so bad it's good kind of movie. It's just kind of bad. It's so bad it's bad uh, kind of writing. I think there's going to be a certain audience that won't mind this movie. I think it might work on a good uh, you know, night to stream. It's a it's a, it's a great movie to see during uh, October and kind of getting your your spooks in, but it also kind of has this holiday feeling as well. I don't know what is going on with uh, Christmas starting to blend in with um, Halloween. I've been seeing so many different types of media that are referring to more Christmas Halloween esque uh, style centric media, such as uh, I don't know, like Mr. Robot. Or um, even Zombieland. It has this you know, big mix of horror but also seasonal theme as well. So let's continue on with the cons that I was not too crazy about. Um, we have a new character that is introduced in this movie. Um, her name is Madison. And she is played by Zoe Ditch. Um, I really was not a big fan of the way this character was written. She was written almost to the point uh, so naive, just dumb, and I almost to the point where I wouldn't ever believe that someone of, you know, this IQ or this personality would ever be able to uh, stay alive in a um in a zombie apocalypse uh for this long. And the way she's introduced is just so laissez-faire and so blah that I it, it didn't even it almost didn't even feel real. It almost felt more like a dream sequence. Um, that I don't think that's her fault. I think she plays that character really well, almost too well. So uh, I, I think she's a great actress uh, portraying it. I just don't think this character is written well at all. And pretty much every decision they make with her sounds insane. And I'll I'll, I'll touch back on um, on what I'm talking about on uh, the things that didn't follow through some dropped plot lines. Um, but like I said, the writing in this I I, I think I've edged on on it enough. It just it's almost cringeworthy in some parts. It's cheesy and cringeworthy. And I think that what is it? Woody Harrelson's. Um, one of his lines is nut up or shut up. And then I think Emma Stone says something like, you need to come up with a better catchphrase. And I was thinking, is that the writers talking to themselves? Like, I I, I never thought that was a great line to, you know, to say anyway, but, uh, you know, it was his catchphrase. But honestly, the writing in this movie throughout the whole thing just, uh, it, was kind of ridiculous, and a lot of these characters didn't feel believable in the in in what was going on. Um, like they wouldn't act that way. Um, let's see. Uh, from a technical standpoint, I thought that overall the cast and everyone in it in this apocalypse, quote unquote apocalypse, just felt too clean. It didn't feel like the grunginess that, uh, you know, Walking Dead is very dirty is, and, and, and they're, they're very good at showing, you know, uh, people staying out, outdoors for long periods of time. And 
from what it looks like we're getting on here, I mean, everyone looks like they have gotten fresh showers every other day. Everyone's shaving. There's no beards. No one has anything crazy. I mean, it's Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. I mean, they're not the, the hairiest men on earth. But um, I'm just saying that I, the women look like they all have, you know, their hair done, freshly dyed. No, no one looks like they've been surviving in an apocalypse. So that that was a big problem for me. I felt like it was everyone was just, quote, unquote, too clean. Um, it, this movie really, uh, you know, leaned into the video game-esque feel that, you know, the way they have the rules laid out throughout the first movie. Um, they kind of do the same thing with this in this movie, but to the nth degree. And I felt like they kind of incorporated a, a little bit more. Um, hold on. Yeah, so they incorporated it just uh, a tad bit more in this movie. So uh, let me see what else we have that I wanted to talk about. Some of the effects of the background and secondary unit stuff, you know, they would kind of cut to these random segments of people around the world killing zombies. And some of it did not look good to me. I don't know if that translated for everyone else, but, I mean, just blown up. I just thought that... A lot of it looked like terrible green screen and bad sets. And so I was like, I don't know how that happened on this on this budget. I don't ever remember that happening in the first one, but it's been a while since I've seen it. And I don't exactly have the time to revisit it at this point. Um, but yeah, I the thing about these characters in this world is it's kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Even though the writing's kind of horrendous, the decisions that are made throughout the uh, movie aren't that great, and the story is kind of mundane and doesn't, you know, is kind of circling itself. It sounds like it feels more like a, a television, you know, show ending than it does more like a movie ending. You know, having, uh, you know, home is where you are at. You know, where your friends and family are at. That's the overall big message. And, you know, finding yourself and uh, finding your path, that kind of thing. It just just was, it was, you bopped you over the head with that message and it wasn't even delivered that well. <laughs> so, uh, or executed that well. Let me see what else we got to cover before we start talking about spoilers. I think that's about it. Um, yeah, so overall, I would watch another uh, Zombie Land, like I said, I enjoy all of these uh, characters. A lot of the charisma um, keeps this franchise afloat. Um, I would probably give it a six out of ten at this point because even though it was a quick, um, a quick movie, it was you know hour forty, not really not that long. Um, I I thought it was tight. I would watch another on Netflix. I don't think I would want to go to the theaters for all this. So let's do spoilers. Spoilers for Zombieland Double Tap. So there is... Let me just talk about the evolving zombies in this world. So evidently they have come up with new names and new uh, code words for the different types of zombies that are trying to attack them. 
that really doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't really mean anything except for the very beginning and maybe a joke at the very end. Um, we have these evol evolving zombies that I thought were going to go from some, you know, it, it was going to mean something that these zombies were evolving. Like, why were they evolving? How were they evolving? What does it mean that they're evolving? Can that, does that mean they're coming back to being human? Because the majority of kills and the way they treat zombies in this um, world are very much as like an entity that just needs to be stopped and killed or, you know, you know, burn it with fire kind of thing, you know? Um, but they introduced a very interesting plot line or plot thread with the new girl, Madison, and having her start to become a zombie, I was like, oh shit, you know, we haven't really had one of our own characters have to go through this process of, you know, uh, making friends and then, you know, actually, they actually have sex, which I don't, don't even know how the hell that happened. But anyways, he, you know, she's running out of the van, you know, vomiting and her face is turning and, uh, turning, you know, it's like pale, but she's bleeding and she's, and she turns around and she's like, Bleh! and it's like, oh God. And from what we think we see or hear is that Eisenberg shot or Columbus shoots Madison. And honestly, now thinking back on it, we don't see a body and we don't see him actually do it. But it's a completely dropped plot line that she basically becomes a full-on fledged zombie and then reverts back. And then we see her later in the movie driving a fucking ice cream truck. It doesn't even, like, they they clearly just didn't give a shit about this. And they just wanted to have this character come back to have some few more laughs at the end. But that character was ridiculous in my opinion i could not believe <laughs> just all the almost every decision she was making was just sounded absurd and she was uh i know i i can't think of many women that are gonna like this uh this character i don't just because i think they make her look dumb and slutty and she wants to sleep with everything and she wants to hang out with all the guys and i don't i i, I don't really know and she's naive when she's talking to girls except for the very end <laughs> and then after the big climax at the end all the zombies are flying off the tower of babylon or whatever the fuck um i knew the movie didn't have the balls to kill any of the main cast i just felt like this i mean they couldn't even kill the uh, supporting cast and so I was like, all right, uh, this entire movie has been having, you know, Eisenberg and Emma Stone um, try to have some sort of relationship that they had next to zero chemistry, in my opinion. I just, uh, it, it's like there's no one to pick from, so they, they, they are by default, they're with each other. And so what sets this thing up at the beginning is that, you know, he asks, you know, to marry her and she gets pissed. And fucking leaves with Abigail Breslin, and which honestly leaves Abigail Breslin hanging in the dust. I mean, she's essentially not even in this movie. I feel like she is such an afterthought, and she's the driving force for everyone to go, you know, to go get um, Abigail Breslin to make sure she's safe from the quote-unquote evolved zombies. 
uh, Abigail Breslin's character is obsessed with some, uh, uh, let's just say hippie-ass guy, because, I mean, he, we see what he's doing, what he's wearing, how he's acting, his name's Berkeley, you know, he try he's trying to act like he's kind of, uh, ultra-superior and high intellect in a way, um, and they almost disagreed pretty much every time they talked, um, sorry, Abigail Breslin's character's name's Little Rock, um, but I, I, I kind of felt like uh, Little Rock was way more of an afterthought, and there's really no tension behind her, um, her being with this Berkeley guy. This Berkeley guy is such a non-character. He's pretty. He's the only other male character of color, basically, in the entire movie, and he doesn't have any really substantial lines that uh, give him much motivation. Besides, uh, you you know, being a part of that, you know, community and whatnot. But the community was ultimately, uh, it was nice. There was nothing wrong with them. It was kind of, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to say boring, but I mean, there was no big plot twist of Berkeley trying to, you know, you know, kill Abigail Breslin's character. I, I mean, this could have been a much darker movie if they wanted it to be, and they just chose to do it much more on the comedic and lighter tone. Um, Since we're in the spoiler section, let's just talk about Rosario Dawson. Um, She's uh, fantastic in everything she's in, but she really doesn't have much to do in this. She, you know, kicks a little bit of ass, comes through at the very end, and uh, pretty much as soon as I saw her character and everyone, I mean... The, the whole movie is about people finding their path and finding who they want to be with and who, you know, their calling kind of thing. As soon as we saw uh, Rosario Dawson, I was like, okay, so, and her name's Nevada. Nevada and Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson's character, are going to get together. And it wasn't 10 minutes later, I, I think they're in bed. And once again, it's the chemistry and character development is rushed in a way that just makes this unbelievable and it's kind of cut out from under the rug with this little side plot with Luke Wilson as the character of Albuquerque and Thomas Middleditch as Flagstaff and so um, these two characters kind of come out of nowhere in the middle of the movie and are kind of like the evil doppelgangers of or not, you know, the other doppelgangers of uh, Wood, Woody Harrelson's Tallahassee character and Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus character. So uh, I, I thought they got, you know, some interesting uh, laughs mind from it, but it does become so much of just like a uh, what feels like set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece. You know, this feels just like, okay, we have a scene here. Okay, we have a scene here. Okay, we have a scene here. And they were like, okay, guys, we have Luke Wilson and Middleditch in this scene, so, uh, you know, get on in there. And it felt like they were more just shoved into the story just for some, you know, extra padding. Honestly, they probably could have taken him out and it would have made the movie just slightly shorter, although the laughs were pretty good. And one of the best choreographed action scenes is during that part when they are turning. I believe it's all in one take, which was quite impressive, actually. It was one of, way more impressive than... Anything I saw in Venom. 
Um, fireworks shot at the end. Uh, there's a big logistical problem between when we're seeing the evolved zombies running basically past Woody Harrelson, Tallahassee's character, um, and they're headed toward the Babylon, uh, sanctuary with where, you know, where all the fireworks are happening. Um, there is just like a odd amount of time, like, Okay, so Tallahassee has enough time to drive past this massive herd of zombies and go to recollect with everybody at Babylon, tell everyone, you know, zombies are coming. And then they have time to to do this quick, quote-unquote, montage of uh, getting ready kind of shit. You know, getting... They don't have guns. They don't have weapons, which I, I find odd. I don't know why they decided not to do that. I, I wonder if this was being produced um, towards when some of the shootings were happening and they thought people would get tired of it or something. But, I mean, the majority of this movie is people get, you know, zombies getting shot. So, I mean, if it's zombies, I just don't, you know, I don't really know what the purpose was of not having guns except for making more creative ways to uh, kill the zombies, which are always interesting, which is why I like this um, this movie franchise. Um but yeah, so there's this weird amount of time that, for some reason, it seems like there's only minutes when the zombies are coming towards the Babylon sanctuary, but yet they seems like they have hours to to prep. So it doesn't really make sense from that logistically. And uh, you know, I I didn't think they were ever gonna die, but that uh, N- Nevada X uh, Machina came out of nowhere. And started killing all of the monster, sorry, the zombies with the monster truck. And I mean, it was entertaining to watch, but it was just so stupid. I just couldn't even get over it. Um, oh, just unbelievable. I mean, they even talk about you know the practicality of trying to find gas. It's just and they're driving that big shit around. It didn't. A lot of that small stuff did not make sense. Um, so yeah, we talked about the uh, new girl uh, temporary turning into a zombie and then coming back and then them never addressing it later. <laughs> That's just fucking weird. Uh, it's just like a fake out, I guess. I don't even know. They're just lying to the audience. I I, figured, I was just waiting for her to snap the entire movie. I had no idea. Um, I thought it was completely unbelievable that Jesse Eisenberg would have these two women... Uh, basically fighting over him. I mean, uh, Madison, not so much. She just happened to have him by default because Emma Stone left. But, I mean, uh, I I don't really know what to say. I thought it was stupid that Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin's characters, uh, Wichita and Lil Rock, left. But then again, I also thought it was stupid that Madison was brought in from, you know, them hanging out in the mall, and she's just... randomly is hanging out in a candle store and it it just seems it felt like a very odd scene for her to just pop up and i almost thought it was a dream and um and so she's just there and she happens she's she's gorgeous which doesn't make sense in this apocalypse you know like Who's doing? How is she doing the, her makeup? How is she look fine? How is she not? Everyone's no one's uh, no one looks like they've been starving. No one looks like they haven't missed a shower. Everyone looks fine, is what I'm saying. Um, and so yeah, and and I also had a problem with Emma Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin leaving, uh, Madison showing up, 
and then the whole marriage ring thing. That was just so stupid. Just I, I couldn't get over it. Um, and I my eyes rolled so hard at those last few lines of the uh, you know home is where the heart is kind of thing. I was like, this is garbage. I I was just like. Just, just stop the ride. Stop the movie. I would have rather you, you know, cut it abruptly off. You know, after they were about done battling everyone. I just felt like, good lord, this is the. It, it, it's a sort of, sort of felt like fan service or something like that towards the end of a season of television. I was like, this is, huh? You know, this is just rough. I don't know. But they left it in a way that they could um, come back and visit it. It'd be interesting to see if they would. Uh, come back in another 10 years so that it would be like a 30-year trilogy be kind of cool see like old man Woody Harrelson and uh, I guess slightly older man Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Emma Stone who never ages and uh, Little Rock as well so yeah uh, thank you for listening to the Look It Out podcast um Sorry I wasn't slightly more positive on it. Normally I don't go off on, you know, movies this hard, but... Good lord, it was stupid. So yeah, we have all our contact information in the show notes. Check out the links below for anything you need to know Lucky Dog podcast-wise. If you are interested in that new Netflix Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie... We've got it already hot and ready and in your feed ready for you. Um, we also have the beginning of Mr. Robot Season 4. You've got to check that show out. And I'm telling you, it's available on Amazon Prime. You can watch the first three seasons there and get caught up. Um, but for other uh, comments, questions, concerns, email Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Podcast, Facebook, and Twitch, Instagram, links are all below. If you'd like to support the podcast, paypal.me slash the Luck Podcast. All the support goes to keeping on the lights and keeping the streams flowing. Thank you for listening to the Luck Podcast and take it easy. Start talking. You first. Well, my name's Tallahassee. Okay, is it me, or does, does he kind of remind you of... I don't, I don't like you. you. At all. I think you double parked. <laughs> or more perpendicular parked. Hope we don't get a ticket. What is going on here? What? Hello, everyone. Am I hallucinating?